Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Articulating BPD and Me. In this episode, I'm going to take a moment to stop, pause, breathe and reflect upon the previous episodes. We're not going to be discussing any of the symptoms. There's still two more to discuss. However, we're just going to stop here and reflect upon how difficult it is to go through daily life with a mental illness. This episode isn't specifically targeted or explaining borderline personality, but rather the issues that anyone with mental health issue or disorder may suffer from in their daily life, well-being and relationships. So, I mean, we've discussed seven of the nine symptoms as far and a lot of them do relate, especially with people with borderline personality, do relate to the well-being of relationships, the ability to hold on to and have stable relationships, as well as the well-being of the individual. Um, and I want to reiterate that someone with borderline personality that's qualified for 5 out of 9, or someone that has 9 out of 9, like myself, it doesn't mean that you are more or less likely to experience the same problems in your daily life or that same significance of suffering in your daily life. It means jack shit. And that goes for any mental illness. You know, whether it be depression or anxiety or panic, bipolar, schizophrenia, whatever your mental disorder may be, it doesn't mean your life is generally easier or worse than someone who suffers with something else. It's all fucking hard. (laughs) You know, I've got, yeah, cool. Like I've got four and that's my story. And this is my story. This podcast is my story. But, um, you know, I see people who are the complete opposite spectrum of me who have NPD, which is narcissistic personality disorder, and still experience that same level of discontent and instability in relationships for completely different reasons to me but their life is still affected in some way you know I I I have friends who have imposter syndrome and struggle with their well-being every day so we're just going to take a moment to acknowledge the fact that anyone who is suffering with a mental health illness or disorder needs to be given a fucking clap every single day for making it through. Because honest to God, it is the hardest thing in the world. It is It is more than you will ever be able to understand if you've never experienced and more than I will ever be able to communicate to you guys. So going back to the daily the daily tasks that need to be completed and the daily effects of having a mental illness, I'm just going to set out two examples for you. So from my understanding at least, Most people who don't suffer from any kind of mental illness get up, have their routine, you know, whether it be training in the morning, going for a walk, having breakfast and getting to work, whatever it may be, 
do it without much contemplation to do anything else. You have your lazy days, you have your lower days, but you get it done. You get through your work day, it's a long day at work, you get home and you turn on Netflix, you zone out, you chill out and you go to bed and you get a nice six hours of solid sleep. I know it's not as simple as that, but this is just an example of why anyone who suffers from mental illness needs to be given more fucking credit. So that is my ideal day. That would be the absolute fucking dream for me. But that's not the reality. And I'm not speaking on behalf of everyone with a mental illness, but these are quite common attributes and factors that do occur in someone who does suffer from any sort of mental illness. So here's kind of like a play-by-play, I guess, of my day and what it looks like and what I have to do to just make it through every fucking day. I wake up now, at least. I wake up an hour earlier than I have to because I spend the first 30 minutes of my day in bed unable to physically move myself out of bed. I am so low and depressed and sad and often crying that I do not want to move. I fight it. You know, some mornings it takes me 10 minutes and some mornings it takes me 40 But I fight it and I get out of bed. The next thing I do is spend another 30 minutes of my morning meditating. And I don't fucking want to do this sometimes. Sometimes I'm all here for it. But you know what? Especially now that it's gotten a bit harder for me to kind of regulate and and cope. Spending two hours of my day meditating just so I can kind of be semi-human and normal. Sometimes I just don't want to, you know? So as a bare minimum, I will do 30 minutes of meditation in the morning just to kind of fucking be able to do anything else during the day. You know, then then the normal routine kicks in. Have breakfast, have my coffee, get ready for work, pack my bag, go to work. Or go to the gym. Now, the entire bus ride... I am riddled with anxiety and this is not something that's every now and then, majority, I'd say 90% of the time, I have to keep myself calm on the buses to and from work because I am riddled with anxiety, you know, and I don't have severe social anxiety, but I sit on the bus and I'm freaking out about every single thing. I'm wondering why I'm even bothering going to work. Why I'm even trying today? Why I didn't stay in bed that morning? Why I didn't do something else to not make it to work? Why I'm not getting off at that stop to turn back around and not be there? So that goes on for the whole bus ride. You know, sometimes I will just meditate more on the bus if it is really extreme and put in that extra work. So by the time I get to the gym... I'm fucking tired. My brain is exhausted. 
then I have to do my session. It is hard for me now to have rest periods. There are times in my life where it wasn't as difficult. And there are definitely times in my past where this same kind of symptom occurred for me. So during my rest periods, I have to be careful that I don't zone out or don't disassociate. And I stay present, I stay focused on this workout because I don't want to cause an injury. Um, you know, or when I'm doing any form of like cardio or anything like that, I have to be careful that I'm very mindful and stay present. Otherwise, I will disassociate and let my brain take me elsewhere. So we get through this. You get through your workout. Cool. You get to work and every minor thing irritates you or triggers you. You hear a name that brings out something in your past and you flip out in the office. You know, you are suddenly overwhelmed by a lot of sounds or people or movements around you, lights, and you'll start freaking out. So somehow you manage to get through this day. Let's say this is a good day for me and I get through this day. It's been a long day. I do like 12 hour days and I get back on the bus home, continue the anxiety again, get home. And all I wanna do is go to bed because at this stage, I am exhausted. I am less than 0% of energy. But I know I won't be here in the morning if I don't take the following steps. I jump in the shower. Even if I've showered twice that day, I jump in the shower to calm down. I then proceed to eat some more food, sit down, put on music and meditate again because I know there is no hope of me getting out of bed the next morning if I don't do that. So as tired as I am, I have to sit there and work on myself. I have to sit there and journal. I have to sit there and face every hard emotion, cry, get angry all the stuff that I've been holding in all day needs to come out in some kind of form, in some kind of positive form that isn't going to cause me harm. Then I get to bed and I am so drained that all I want to do is sleep for years. But that doesn't happen because the reality is if you're someone who suffers from mental illness, your sleep is so heavily affected that even if you are sleeping, it's not a solid sleep. For myself, I also do suffer from insomnia and I have since as a child, as well as night terrors. Um, and as an adult, these night terrors obviously have become more severe and they do become prominent during periods of high anxiety or angst in my life. So as of late, I've been getting about two hour blocks of sleep. And this is very, very common with people who suffer from anxiety or depression, where your sleep is broken up. It is not solid. 
you're restless, you're agitated. For me, it manifests into night terrors. Um, and you wake up the next morning and not only are you physically exhausted, you're emotionally exhausted. So I know that was a long-winded story and comparison, but that's what it is. That is the reality of mental health and the effects that it can have on our daily life and the things that you guys don't see or often don't see behind the scenes. For someone like myself or someone else you may know to just get through the day. So, you know, as as hard as it may be to see us in the bad place, to see us act shitty or be shitty or not make it through the day or have a breakdown in the middle of the day or whatever the fuck it may be please understand that we are or myself I can't speak on behalf of everyone but myself I am trying my fucking hardest and trust me it is not a fun time for me to disassociate mid-shift it's not a fun time for me not to remember how I got from point a to point b Because my brain is so traumatized that it switches off. It goes into protection mode and I go into autopilot. It's not a fun time for me to have these big episodes where I hurt people and hurt myself. But I'm not sitting here saying, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm not sitting here saying that my behavior is acceptable at this stage of my life. But please understand that people with mental health problems, people who are trying and have mental health problems, deserve more credit than we ever get. You know, rather than putting aside or pushing someone down for the fact that they couldn't make it through a day, knowing full well what they're going through, take a step back. And realize that that person probably had to wake up an hour earlier to just make it to work. Take a step back and realize that that person will have to spend their break meditating. Will have to leave the office and potentially lose money. Will have to take that extra day of work. Will have to go to the hospital for things that they cannot control. For someone with borderline personality... There is no quick fix. There is no pill. There is no seeing a therapist once a week. There is no quick fix. Even during your DBT, even during your program. You know, I'm I'm scheduled for a whole year of this program. Whole year to learn the skills to not I'm not going to say be a shit person because I'm not a shit person, but to not be a reactive person, to not be someone who is so hypersensitive that I ruin relationships. And that's my choice. You know, that is my choice because I'm so sick of losing people. I'm so sick of ruining potential relationships. I want to grow up and I want to take responsibility and I will be doing this. But what you need to understand is I'm not going to magically be fixed. No one with borderline personality is magically fixed. Even post-DBT, we learn how to react in different ways and we learn how to stabilize emotions a little bit better and kind of have those guards up where we don't have them. But it will never change the fact 
that I will always have my borderline personality. You know, it will never change the fact that regardless of me doing this therapy for the next year or two years of my life, you know, seeing a psych for the rest of my life, there is no cure. It's not a cold. It's not a flu. You can't take, you know, a vaccine or some medicine and it will disappear. People with mental health issues have to constantly be working and constantly be putting money into their health. And as hard as it may be for you guys to watch a loved one go through any of this or watch a colleague be shitty and get annoyed at them, It's just so much harder for us. It truly is the most difficult thing. And it's even more difficult knowing how much work I'm putting in and it seems to go unseen. It seems to go so unnoticed because all people can see is the fact that, you know, you're having a breakdown again or you've left the office again. Or you didn't make a social event again. And you're screaming and shouting and trying so fucking hard to stay alive. That you just don't know what to do. And you push people away and you lose people and it just makes it so much harder. But you still got to try. Right. And right now I don't have the professional help that I need. And that's okay. That's the reality of COVID, putting all the DBT programs into lockdown. But I am someone with not only borderline personality, but bipolar 2 major depressive disorder, major anxiety disorder, some PTSD, you know, insomnia and night terrors, who are sitting here putting in her own work every single day to try show up for you guys. Because let me tell you, most people with mental health aren't showing up for themselves. They're not. I'm not. So I'm trying my fucking hardest. And as shitty as this might be to hear, whether that person was an ex or an ex-friend or a distant cousin, whatever the fuck that person that you know suffers from this shit may shit is to you, get over yourself and ask, are you okay? Ask a fucking stranger, are you okay? Because it's the difference between... It's the difference between someone living and dying sometimes. And that is reality. I'm not here to sugarcoat it. I'm not here to talk shit. That is the fucking reality. And the truth is... Daily life... 
and we've kind of discussed this in previous episodes it's not it's not like even on my good days those thoughts aren't there and it's not like I can be you know laughing and happy and not actually be immensely fucking sad what you guys see and the person that you see and person that we want you to perceive us as is a facade and the raw honest truth is for myself at least I'm tired and I don't want to try but I fucking am Just for some perspective, guys, imagine trying to get through your day. And I think I've said this before, but imagine trying to get through your day. This goes for, this example is going to go for, you know, someone who suffers from depression or anxiety or BPD or bipolar. Imagine trying to get through your day and you wake up. And the first thing on your mind is, I can't do this today. And you're so beyond tired because the entire time that you're meant to be sleeping, you're fighting to stay alive. You then get up and have to get to work, you know, skipping all the other shit in between. You're sitting at work and the entire time, actually the entire morning, the entire time you're doing your routine, doing your meditation, getting on the bus, going to train the entire time, the back of your mind is constantly going off. You know, whether it be anxieties and being like, what's that person thinking? What if I run into this person? What if, you know, I can't do this set? What if I can't do that? What if I fail this? What if I fail that? Whether it be that or whether it be... Fuck, there's a lot of people in the gym. It's loud. I can't handle this. I'm overstimulated. I want to train, but I can't train. If I don't train, I'm failing myself. I'm going to be fat. I'm going to be ugly. No one's ever going to love me, but no one ever loves me anyway. So where the fuck, why the fuck am I trying? Oh my God. Ah. (laughs) Imagine that going constantly off in your mind. Or the extreme on a low day. The entire time you're training your mind is going, this is fucking pointless. You're not going to be here tomorrow. This is pointless. You're not going to be here tomorrow. And it's just constantly on repeat telling you to stop training because you ain't going to be there tomorrow because you're going to go home and not be there tomorrow. So imagine trying to do that. Imagine all these voices and all these scenarios happening You then have to go to work. And all these scenarios and all these examples continue to happen. Maybe in different forms, maybe with different wordings, maybe with different environmental triggers. But this happens for your entire, what, eight, nine, ten hour day. And it never, ever switches off. And on top of this, you've got to have conversations with your colleagues. You've got to interact with your managers. You've got to do the work that you're actually getting paid to do while this little ticking bomb is going off constantly. That is what it's like 
that is what it's like all of the time and I cannot I cannot emphasize that enough there is not one single moment in my, my entire adult life where all those other voices weren't constantly going around and around in circles while I was trying to get my shit done while I was studying while I was doing my degree while I was competing while I was training hard to compete while I was training hard to power lift while I was all those voices constantly ringing telling me I wasn't good enough telling me not to even try because you're not going to get out of bed tomorrow so pause for a second stop and reflect that person that you know that suffers from anxiety depression whatever the hell they may suffer from is not being a shit person they are having a hard time so before you react stop pause think and try and understand if you can't try and aid them in some other way try and just be a better person because they are they're trying to be a better person and they might not be they might not be a great human but trust me they're trying and i'm trying and i am so sorry for anyone that i've hurt along the journey i really am i am so sorry for everyone that i've lost because of this and i'm so sorry that even with me trying i'm still not okay and i'm still going to be labeled a psycho and i'm still going to be labeled crazy but that's part of my story and thank you to everyone who has shown up and listened and given me the benefit of the doubt and stayed and actually listened when i said i wasn't okay or asked how i was doing knowing full well that i would give them a genuine response and replied because for what it's worth those small moments those people showing up remind me why i'm trying why i'm doing this every single day with that constantly going off in my head and it never fucking switches off such so as people who do suffer from any mental health i i can only say that i understand i understand as much as i've experienced and if any of my experiences sound familiar to you i understand how hard it may be but you also need to stop pause breathe and reset 
Just do that. Just pause. When things get overwhelming, when that that little voice picks at every little thing around you and every little part of your being, pause and breathe and meditate, whether that means for the seventh time that day. Speak to a friend, stay distracted and reset. Because there has to be light at the end of the tunnel. And one day that statement will be, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, We'll be back to the symptoms from the next podcast. Um, I really hope that this this contributes to some kind of goodness out there, to someone listening, that someone kind of heard this out and decided to change for a friend that they may, may know is suffering. For whatever reason, this episode is here. It It's here for me. It's here for me to listen back on and remember how far I've come and how hard I am working. <sighs> Signing off, guys. Um, hope this long-ass ramble or vent helped in some way and please if you ever are in need of help please contact emergency services or make sure you do have safeties around you that are going to be showing up because I know mine have more times than I can count and that's why I'm trying So find your reason to try, guys. There's always one, at least one. And if you're really out of reasons, here's one for you. I'm here. If you're listening to this and it seems like you're all alone and you have no one to reach out to and I may be a complete stranger to some people listening to this, I am here. And I get it. And I will never call you crazy or psycho or all the rest that you've been labelled. So when you're ready, reach out. Because we've got this baby. Alright, ciao guys. <laughs>